Oh, is ah. it because it's uh, GarageBand? It's GarageBand. <coughs> Love it. I record in Audacity. Yeah. Audacity? Audacity is like a we free a, thing as well. We definitely need to take pointers. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a free thing. It's not anything flashy or anything like that, but I like using it. It's just, uh, I don't know, quick and easy way to edit a pod. You can throw music in there pretty simply. Um, I record a lot of my stuff during like via Skype, so oh, okay. when I when I interview people who are in like uh, I've interviewed someone in Spain, I've interviewed someone in Bulgaria. It's random b- shit, just where people are. Yeah, just but um, so I mean I haven't been there. Just okay. people. Uh, I'm still trying to yeah. separate just because of the mic like cross. Yeah. What if I do just like an ASMR? That I could that could work. Just uh, ASMR into the microphone. That's the, that's the whole thing. Are we still rolling? <laughs> Probably gonna include that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still rolling. This whole thing is yeah. rolling. I'll that try to keep my swearing hilarious. to a minimum. <laughs> that is okay. As Austin says, we are an independent. We can do whatever whatever we want. Hell yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's my catchphrase. <laughs> whatever we want. All right, all right. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast, the Riptide Podcast. I am your co-host, John Ray. Uh, Austin, what's up? What's poppin'? It's your boy, Austin, also a co-host. <laughs> How we doing? Yeah, we're back here another week with another episode. I'm not going to lie, this week has been pretty rough. Yep, <laughs> I'm feeling it. Even though we got that Monday off, it's... No, I wish we didn't get that Monday off. Honestly, <laughs> Low key. threw me off. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought really yesterday was Thursday. Yeah. Yep. I just thought it happened oh, yeah. to be Thursday, and I was like, "Cool, great! It's almost the weekend." Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just it, it just threw me off. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. Not, not a fan. A fan. Anyways, uh, let's just jump right into it. So this week's uh, special guest for today, I'm very excited to bring him in. He is uh, the university's health promotion specialist. Uh, for university health services and wellness programs. And his areas areas of expertise consist of sexual health education, mental health resources, emotional wellness, workshops, sexual assault prevention, consent, relationships, overall wellness, nutrition, personal well-being, exercise, That's and right. authenticity. So we're banging it out. He's... What don't I cover? <laughs> I just want to... Quite the professional and very experienced in this field. We actually. I wouldn't it. use the word professional. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do what we want. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. We, we talk about that. Quotation marks. <laughs> we do what we want. <laughs> but yeah, we actually brought him in um, yesterday and uh, Tuesday for the First Year Leadership Institute uh, workshop just to go go over mental health because it's about that time mm-hmm. on the semester. Yeah. You know, it gets I mean, rough. people have midterms now. People have. Really hard assignments coming up. This is this rough times for us as college kids. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Trying our best. Yep. It's tough times for those of us who work here, too. Yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> we have to, uh, I, I make it sound like it's a chore. We have to be the ones to support you all, too, yes, <laughs> this yes. time of the year. Yeah, so right. we, we kind of like live in your stress, too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's, it's not fun. It is a crazy time, but uh, just. He <laughs> finishing my intro <laughs> before we get started. I was like, they still yeah. don't know my yeah. name. Yeah, they still don't know his name. But he, again, he speaks. Not only does he speak here at UMass Boston, but he also goes out and speaks to other universities as well about these topics. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Craig Biteman. Hey. Hey. Imagine, <laughs> if, <laughs> imagine if we just did the entire podcast without telling them what his name <laughs> was. Know, at the very end, was, the, the whole thing's an introduction. Oh, by the way, this is, this is Craig. I was so worried. 
worried that was actually gonna happen. I was like, can, can I, I was totally hoping my intro? It <laughs> the, the fearful part is like it totally could happen, considering most of the guests we know pretty well, and we might just forget like oh yeah we're talking to somebody that no one else knows but we well not that no one else knows but just we know and we're just used to so yeah. i don't know very funny yeah that, this was a great podcast and all but like, what was his name again yeah. <laughs> we saw the name in the title but you know how do you pronounce that last name <laughs> yeah i get it yep. my name's not sean thompson it's not super easy <laughs> we actually had him on as Shout well. out sean. Oh, i see that <laughs> bury him a little bit <laughs> All right, let's just jump into it. So, again, as your intro just talks about, you, you're very much involved and experienced, educated in these topics of mental health and um, self-care and wellness. And so we want to just jump into it because the big theme with this month is that mental health, but also a little bit of academic advising, but just like self-care and everything uh, that you need to do for yourself to take care of yourself in times of stress, especially like this week and these like ter- times of midterms. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to go into that a little bit. I talk about your experiences with that uh, and advice uh, for students here on campus and listeners yeah. here. So. I mean, I think I sound like a broken record sometimes <laughs> uh, when I'm on campus because uh, I, I always explain my job mm-hmm. as this thing that just this thing that is just that just exists to make sure that y'all take care of yourselves. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's yeah. all my, my hope is that students yeah. will take care of themselves and correct the mistakes that I made in college. Yeah. That's a big part of it because I was right. not very good at taking care of myself in college. Uh-huh. Like I did a lot of um, like a lot of not really caring about my mental health until it got too bad mm-hmm. to actually like correct. And then, you know, therapy is the thing that I learned about and that got better. Yeah. Um, but I didn't eat very well for a while. I didn't eat for some periods of time. I developed an eating disorder in college. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of things that just um, don't really amount to good self-care. Mm-hmm. But eventually I learned a little bit more about what that actually looks like. Mm-hmm. And I could adapt and, and learn about how to actually take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But during college, I was just not good at it. And so my hope is that in having this role and over the last four years that I've had this role, I, I tend to joke that my job is he, my job is to make sure that you take care of your heart, your souls, your body, your minds, and your right. spirits. Yeah, we've heard you that remember one. that from orientation? Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I say it as a, it's kind of as a joke, but it's real because yeah. I think all of it is connected. Absolutely. Even like, Absolutely. I'm not a very spiritual person, but I mm-hmm. think that our energy is tied to a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm a big energy type person, yeah. if you aren't aware. And I feel that a a lot of our the way we take care of ourselves affects that energy and the energy we bring to other people so and that's also me being a huge hippie from Oregon but <laughs> <laughs> but but for real like I find that we learn a lot through failure mm-hmm. and I've failed a lot in mm-hmm. the last uh, 12 years at mm-hmm. least so mm-hmm. it that's since I started college so it's <laughs> That's a big throwback for me. But yeah, I've just learned a lot through a lot of that failure. And I've, I've grown to just learn how to share my stories and share my experiences yeah. in hopes that folks will learn. Yeah, totally. I, I remember, and I, I definitely resonate with that, that failure aspect. I think in those times of adversity and failures, it's, uh, it challenges you to, again, grow as a person and just learn about, okay, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that didn't go too well, but I'm going to learn from it and rise out of it and be better. Uh, I remember 
I mentioned this in the last episode, but I went through this um, like relationship issue issue last last year, like last fall semester. And I think I think I remember talking to you a little bit mm-hmm. about it too. Yeah, he's always I'm, there for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm the person that likes to wear his heart on his sleeve, and uh, I think <laughs> yeah, Craig likes to as well. And so I'm very open to what's on my mind and uh, sharing those thoughts. And so at that point, Craig really helped me out. Uh, in navigating that type of situation. I'm mm-hmm. in a better place now, and I learned a lot from that and know what, what to do next time. So it makes a difference. And um, it helps that I've been in a lot of failed relationships to be able to relate. So he's got yeah, all that experience, bring it to the table, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I, would say, I would say one thing I think is cool about UMB, and just like I think uh, like kind of the academic environment overall in general right now like in kind of this time is the sort of stigma surrounding mental health is improving i think that that's Mm -hmm. a big thing is like i feel like when i was a kid i even noticed it like um it, it seemed almost like um stigmatized but now it's like people like genuinely there's so much encouragement to take care of yourself and be like open about it and nobody's like really judgmental about that stuff like that stuff's real as hell it's like really important to take care of it because it will affect everything so (laughs) i think that's that's a good thing and i i don't know i think that's really you know it's a we're going in a good direction with it oh i completely agree when i and it's it's wild how much can change in the matter of a decade because that's like i remember over a decade ago is when Mm -hmm. i started college and we still weren't having good conversations around mental health i would i would say we weren't having good conversations around mental health and to like five years ago, like like yeah. honestly having it be like yeah. a public discourse yeah. around like even folks in my field struggled talking about like um, thoughts of failure, thoughts of imposter syndrome, even mm-hmm. like anxiety, depression, suicidality. Like I remember the first time that I brought up to one of my colleagues just in the field out in the in the ether of the internet the first time Mm -hmm. i brought up to one of them that i had like contemplated or even attempted suicide in the past um they were like oh we don't talk about that i'm like yeah but we should yeah (laughs) we really should like why don't we because even with our students it can help them feel like a little less alone Mm -hmm. and so that's like a big part of why I do the work that I do, like kind of along the lines of what you're saying, like this discourse has changed. And I think y'all's generation is the reason for that. And I love that so much. Mine did a little bit of the work, but I think y'all are doing the work, um, which is fantastic. Uh, My generation is very huge on sharing our therapists information and kind of like competing (laughs) our therapists against each other. Like Jackie's kick ass. And then my partner's like, yeah, but Heidi's so great. And I'm like, yeah, so what? We have great therapists and then like I'm all I'm a big fan of destigmatizing relationship therapy because my partner and I are in relationship therapy and it's something that I think um going off of like relationships in general you can learn so much by just sitting down with a third party just someone who's there to help you process things together and like I I think that so many people can benefit from something like that just like getting away from that stigma of like oh a failed relationship goes through that no like any relationship can benefit from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're going to go through periods of stuff. But even like with your friends, you want to have like sit down sometimes yeah. and process stuff. Mm-hmm. And you should. Yeah. That's how we Absolutely. check in with each other. That's yeah. how we support each other. I think that's interesting. I think of it almost like in a sense of um, like you're, you have an A in a class, but you can still go attend a tutoring session to mm-hmm. keep that A. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like same thing. If you're in a healthy relationship, it doesn't hurt to just, you know, 
talk about it with somebody else anyway just yeah. to yeah. just to like kind of yeah. you know get that sort of input i think that's interesting it helps that my insurance is good too <laughs> it does not yeah, cost i haven't, a I haven't looked into that yeah <laughs> that's that's so interesting because i i that's been very a, a big theme like this past week when I, i'm listening to you talking and speaking it's like big on therapy and i definitely want to try that out as well um but i also feel that like when i speak to you or like my other friends just about like issues uh, that I'm going through, like uh, challenges that I've been going through, that's like kind of like a little bit of a mini therapy session mm-hmm. in a sense as well. And so, um, I guess, <laughs> what, what's my question? It's like, does it, what's, I, I'm curious, like, what, what's the, I, oh, and I think you had mentioned this yesterday, like the difference between like a therapy session from uh, a specialist uh, in like a clinical or something like mm-hmm. that, and then like your friend or something is that I think you mentioned. It's it's like an unbiased like they they mm-hmm. don't know where you're like really coming yeah. from like they and like they don't uh, they don't know your connections other than the fact that you're just coming in for therapy and I think I'd love for you to touch, touch on that a little bit for sure I mean um, like I, I always say there's no substitute for a mental health professional mm-hmm. there's no like yeah. I'm, even for like myself like I would still suggest going to our counseling center which is located in University Health Services which is on the second floor hey, of the administration building free free therapy it's fantastic for students um, but I still suggest going and talking to those folks over like friends are friends are a great resource mm-hmm. but friends are still going to have that attachment of like a history there there some folks might not be completely honest enough yeah. um, like oh i have plenty of honest friends mm-hmm. who will dish at me and like, Craig, <laughs> you've been fucking up like this like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's affecting us and i'm like all oh, right sorry like yeah. i didn't know like i, I went through that a lot in college but um uh, a therapist, you develop a good relationship with them, but their job, their job. is to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jackie, my therapist, is one of those people who I always use the phrase killing with a smile. Mm-hmm. She always has this big old smile on her face, and she'll just like twist that knife in and be like, oh, come on, Jackie. Why do you got to do that to me? <laughs> um, but I love it because it's like the good, honest truth that yeah. I need to hear. And when I hear that, when I, when I get her feedback, it's something that makes me really think hard. And it's actually kind of funny. My partner, Katie, um, will constantly... Uh, get frustrated with me and this is another thing we bring up and talk about in therapy which is great Um, like Katie will tell me something and we'll talk about it and then I'll go talk about it with my therapist and then I'll take their I'll take her advice (laughs) just because I'm being difficult and I hate that and I'm working on it I'm working on it there we go self growth -growth, it's important I've gotten a lot better at it and um it's one of those things where like you you think your your friends can be enough, but they really can't be yeah. enough. Grant, like I think yeah. it's super helpful to have them for support, for mm-hmm. a community, for folks to lean on. But definitely, there this is like a, a, a revolution of therapy right now, and I yeah. think folks getting into the field are are gonna have no shortage of clients. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. So you've touched on kind of just generally what what makes you happy about this field, what what interests you about this field. I'm curious to go kind of back in time. Now you did mention a little bit about this, but I want to get a little more specific. Was there ever a certain point where you kind of decided like, yeah, like a career in mental health or a career in this field is oh, definitely yeah. what I want to do? Like, was there kind of like a tipping point or like a like a wow, this is it type mm-hmm. moment for you? 
Um, actually, kind of. Um, so I initially went to college. I went to Oregon State University, go Beavs. I went there <laughs> yep, yep. Um, to uh, study English and education. I wanted to be a high school teacher. And I was a high school teacher for a couple of years, and I hated it. I, I just realized that it was a bit it was a big mistake for me like it just wasn't it just didn't align with where my heart was at the time mm-hmm. I was also like 23 24 in this classroom of like students staring up at me and I just felt like a huge fake and I just felt like I wasn't fitting the the mold of what a teacher should be um, and like that gets into a whole conversation of what a teacher should be and like there, that's a whole other thing <laughs> but um I kept getting in my head because the teachers I was around were like kind of influencing me. And I was like, you know what? I don't actually want to do this. And so I actually ended up going to graduate school at UMass Amherst. And when I got my first assistantship, uh, it was in the health and wellness office. And I was very interested in mental health. Like I had already started talking about it with people. Um, The main focus that I actually came into graduate school wanting to focus on was sexual assault prevention and like gender work and masculinity uh, education. And so through all of that, through that internship and like I, I ended up developing more programs and more internship stuff at UMass Amherst. I found this like absolute love for health promotion because I found that I could fit a lot of my interests and a lot of the goals that I just have in life in general um, into one job. And I got to do that in, for two years of graduate school. Oh. So when it came to, and I, so I have a lot to thank UMass Amherst for. So I was really glad that I eventually got to stay in the UMass yes. system. <laughs> but I have a lot to be thankful for there. So when it came to actually looking for a job, that's where I struggled because I really wanted to be in mental health or in wellness um, education. And my job search out of graduate school took me uh, nine months to get a job because like, I kept interviewing for these jobs that I was kind of like half-assing, like half-interested in, Mm -hmm. um, because I really wanted a wellness job. Mm -hmm. And throughout the 90-some jobs I applied for, yeah, um, I only, I only I was only able to apply for three wellness jobs. Three. I interviewed for two and got one of them. Is it, is it very... They're just uncommon jobs. Okay, I was going to say, so it seems like, okay, that makes sense. They're just very uncommon jobs. So I was interviewing for a bunch of jobs that, like, I could have done. Like, easily I could have done those jobs. And I was offered jobs, but I was just like, yeah, my heart's not in it, though. Like, if I started this job, um, and during my job search, my mental health took a huge, like, it tanked, Mm -hmm. as you could imagine. Um, Just feeling like a huge failure and that, like, grad school was a waste of time and going in the field was a waste of time. Mm -hmm. But, like... Um, when I was in the middle of this terrible mental health uh, like sp- spree, um, I didn't want to take a job that would make me unhappy, and then I eventually would be looking for another job. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Like within a year. Yeah. So I tried to wait it out until I got a job that I loved and somewhere that I love to be, and that's how mm-hmm. I ended up here. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm actually curious. Um, would you mind touching on so like you you have talked about like how at first like when you were in college like you had some more like it took you a while to find your healthy habits or like mm-hmm. kind of your mm-hmm. like better out um because that this this point where you had that kind of dip in your kind of like morale uh during your uh, job search how did you handle that how did you manage that um uh the job search uh, yeah dip um so yeah i had to manage it a lot differently than i did in college because in college i 
had a lot of vices that I that I um, indulged in. I developed a drinking problem. Um, yeah. That's one of the things that got me through a bunch of stuff, but then developed a whole other problem. Um, so I looked at that solution as another problem. John Ray's heard the whole story a couple times, <laughs> but. Um, what happened in the job search is I was very alone a lot of the time. My partner was working. We were we were new to the city. Um, uh, my partner worked at Leslie at the time. I was basically at home a lot of the time, so I was just by myself. And what ended up happening is I started doing a lot of art. And art became oh, awesome. like a massive piece of therapy for me. Just making paintings. Uh, I actually... I did not... Why do I feel like I should know this but didn't know this yeah. to this extent at least? Like this is Yeah, I make a lot of art. Big art so <laughs> what's great about it is I uh, was so uh, uh, alone all the time that I reached out in this like Facebook group for like student affairs professionals. And I was like, hey, if you want office art, I'll make you art. And like pay me, <laughs> so you get some commissions. From oh that? yeah, within oh, the nice. first week I had twenty five, oh, and wow. over the course of eight months I had over two hundred. Wow. So I made like twelve thousand dollars over the That's course of eight months. Pretty good. Don't That's tell the bad. government because yeah. <laughs> it was all through like PayPal, Venmo, yeah. oh, cash check. Uh, um, anyways, <laughs> so I made a good amount of money um, just doing that, and I was able to pay a bunch of my bills as I went along because like you know student yeah. student yeah. loans, everything yeah. else. Oh, yeah. um, I still had to pay those things. Um, and so that actually got me through a lot. I actually have a whole um, uh, Pachakacha talk. It's kind of like a TED talk. I can send you the link to it where I talk all about how art therapy got me through my job search. Um, and it is something that actually ended up leading to the formation of the nonprofit that my partner and I started um, um, over over three years ago. So almost four years ago, yeah. Yeah, well, the I, I kind of mentioning that um, you also had touched on during your talks as well um, the art art and survival art of survival art of survival um, aspect as well. Mm -hmm. Could you touch on that a little bit too? Because I think that's that's such a great organization. Yeah, so about four years ago, like just after I started here, um, my partner and I felt like this huge need to give back to a lot of the people who helped me, especially during my job search. And mm -hmm. my partner and I uh, have varying level of mental health issues trauma, a bunch of different stuff going on in our lives. And we initially made this um, organization to give back to sexual assault survivors. And we wanted to make pieces of art for them for telling their story, kind of a, to give back to a, a community that needs healing. And eventually we, uh, we branched it off into like mental health, um, suicide uh, prevention, eating disorders, um, just all different sto stories of survival. And we, we and a team of artists would just make pieces of art for people who shared their story. And um, in just over three years, we've shared like 150 some odd stories. And wow. um, it's tapered off a little bit, but that's because we've since uh, shifted a lot of our focus on um, uh, gig safety, so concerts, um, and we oh, give a lot yeah. of information to um, to bands that want it. We we literally will send them a Google Drive of just all of our information yeah. and all of our handouts, and they mm -hmm. can just print it, um, and then they can have them at their merch tables. And we like officially sponsor four bands, so we just like That's give cool. them a bunch yeah. of materials for tour, and we get like contacted by all sorts of people across the country who are like, hey, I saw Future Teens and they had your materials and it made me feel safe and I'm really thankful for that. Or hey, we saw Max Seal and all this other stuff. Hey, we saw, saw, we saw 
sharp tooth and they had your stuff. I'm like, that's sick. Awesome. That's so yeah. great. Yeah, that's so cool. And we try to we try to support bands that have um, femme or queer representation, so yeah. that we're actively trying to uh, support that community as well. So, yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I think just this whole art aspect and just tying that back into mental health and everything like that. It's one of the one of the many ways uh, that you can uh, just escape to mm-hmm. when you're just struggling. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it's such it's such an important thing to recognize, especially at those low points. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what can I do for myself yeah. to pick myself back up, pick fill that cup back up? And well, I mean, I wear it. Yeah, I wear my art. I yeah. wear art all, all on myself, yeah. and I, I constantly have I've had that conversation with a lot of other professionals and even folks who work here, who are like why do you just have your tattoos out all the time? I'm like, well, it's my story. Like, yeah. I wouldn't, like, everything on me except for, like, a couple flowers have meaning. And so, yeah. um, like, there's a lot to say about wearing art and making your your body its own, like, mm-hmm. canvas. Canvas. Uh, <laughs> that sounds, that's like, so of, pretentious. That's one of those, like, kind of, yeah, it's one of those things that sounds, like, corny in a way, but it's actually, like, pretty valid like honestly like if we're being real yeah it's super valid to me because like a lot of like being tattooed and getting tattooed the act of it um the pain of it is something that um always reminds me of the reason why i'm getting the the piece done and then the healing process is super um like a good reminder as well and like Mm -hmm. i just my most recent tattoo is a big gulp and I just love seven eleven. Like I literally have a big gulp tattoo. That's right actually there. awesome. Uh, and I, I I'm just so love glad we have video concert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I absolutely love seven eleven big gulps in the movie Dumb and Dumber. So like I have a lot of uh, it. It's just one of those oh, things. Oh, that's that, awesome. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, alluding to some like nice, nice things. You think? Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah, awesome. it just makes me love smile that. anytime I see it. A lot of my tattoos just make me smile, and that's why, especially the super visible ones, are the good reminders mm-hmm. that like I've been through some stuff, and the the things that I've gone through are important, mm-hmm. and the things that I've survived are important, yeah. and the things that have helped me survive. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope when students ask me about tattoos or just ask me just in general like advice on going to see artists and how mm-hmm. much things should cost like or how to not get taken advantage of because there's a lot of tattoo artists that will take advantage of college yeah. students yeah. um I, I i love that like i take that with a point of pride mm-hmm. because like um it's looking to me for like some sort of i hate that I have some wisdom to give, but like a good piece of wisdom <laughs> yeah. on this topic specifically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, cause I don't even know how many people always like, how many tattoos do you have? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea at this point. <laughs> Lost count. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I've sat none. for like 85 hours or something like that. Like, over like, 12 years. like wow, over 12 years. that's yeah. crazy. Dang, that's count. insane. That's, yeah. that's like two full weeks of work. That's crazy. Hours. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. 85 hours. <laughs> it's a lot of pain. Yeah. I have no tattoos yet. I just got my first alterations, nose piercing. Oh, I see that. Yeah, first one. Yep, yep. I was thinking oh, of getting nice a septum cosmetic. pierced. Septum? That's a good one. That's a classic. That's a good one. Uh, piercings always... This is... Okay. <laughs> piercings actually make me more uncomfortable than tattoos do. And I In don't know way? why. Interesting. I don't know why. Like, 
the the idea of getting something pierced like a hole just going through your body when you say it like yeah <laughs> like that's something that like makes me like cringe but i'm like yeah but i totally get the idea of a needle going across your skin a bunch of yeah. times i mean at the, <laughs> on oh, an essence on an, oh my god well that's what like, a tattoo does like it, it's like just up and down oh, into oh. your skin as they travel along they like travel your body along. yeah it's oh, like okay and, and so when they do it's shady, like getting a million piercings <laughs> like yeah. really like tiny ones but well, when you put it that way, yeah. <laughs> a million small holes filled with ink. Interesting. Anyway, that's so, fair. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about maybe getting one myself. Um, Face this, that. Hell no, yeah. <laughs> Broken no. on my Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. Your hands your neck. Don't touch your face. Your hands your neck. Yeah. yeah. Not yet. Like, Not when. Until you are in a career. <laughs> That is that's actually pretty valid. That's yeah. pretty valid. Because well, like I still, I'm still not touching my hands yet. Like I'll touch my hands eventually, probably. Yeah. But do you think you could get away with like inner finger? Oh, actually, one of the uh, so I have an X on me for every year that I'm I've been sober, and so one of oh, the next the awesome, ex, next X that I'm gonna get is gonna be on one of my fingers. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Actually, maybe for the tenth year I'll do it, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Maybe the next one. Who cares? <laughs> They're all. They're, they're, all, all, they're all important though. though yeah, every yeah. year's been important. Oh, so. yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm like I'm on this like See, fitness journey right is. now. And so I'm hoping if I can get to like my goal weight and get a I look good, then like that tattoo will be that get a tattoo kind of, for it. Uh, <laughs> like milestone for me. So yeah, that yeah, would be um, a cool way to celebrate, think, you yeah. know. And to like remind yourself like I did this. Like, yeah. Look at me absolutely. go. <laughs> yeah. That's, I yeah. think that'd be dope. Like I'm a big man of that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna do one for my bachelor's degree. I just don't know what I wanna do yet. That was like a big one. Something just to celebrate. Yeah, so my, that was like the like big thing. My father kind of pushed me for that. Yeah. What'd you say? <laughs> just get a yeah. tattoo of your bachelor's degree. <laughs> I don't have to see when, when I go to get a job, I don't have to bring the like. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. By the way, like, I, I, got, did I did I'm, it. Like, I'm graduated. I did it. I did it. That's really Got my funny. BA. Yeah. My badass degree. Uh, Actually, it's a BS, and I feel like that's such a crappy abbreviation. I got my bullshit degree. I got my bullshit degree. <laughs> oh, my God. Awesome. Wow. One of my uh, friends just posted this, like, meme that was, your rapper name is Lil plus whatever you're allergic to. So mine was just Lil Bullshit. Mine was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine's going to be Lil Nothing because, hey, You're not allergic? Not anything I know. So cross little my heart. seasonal allergy, <laughs> little, little pollen. <laughs> That's actually oh great. I love that. Yeah. That's a good one. I love that. Little pollen. Cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, bringing it back, but mm-hmm. going back to what you mentioned earlier, I, I kind of want to touch on. You had mentioned. Um, Oh man, did I just lose my train of thought? Oh god. Well, we just had like a little side, <laughs> yeah. side note. Oh, this is about fantastic. Tattooing. I yeah. love this, this is funny the content. Way, the way love, to start a day. Love tangents. <laughs> but you had mentioned um, just that being your heart being in it and mm-hmm. uh, looking for that right job for you. And I mm-hmm. think that's a challenge that not only like all students go through, um, whether it's here at UMass Boston or other universities. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, what would you say? Uh, your advice would be for students like that when they're trying to figure out uh, when they're going through like the through the thick of it and trying to figure out what they actually want to do mm-hmm. and I think that's something that I'm navigating with right now but um, advice for other students as well like what how can they like how, how can they be comfortable with pursuing with what they want to do yeah like a career option yeah um, so I do a talk in the College of Management all about like job searching and mm-hmm. even like 
authenticity in the job search and mental health during the job search, all those things. Mm -hmm. And I constantly stress that during the job search process, it's really important to be completely honest with yourself about mm-hmm. what you want to do, what you're willing to do, and what you're willing to compromise Absolutely. and not compromise. Yeah. Like for me, I wanted to be able to work in a space that was comfortable with me showing up mm-hmm. how I'm most comfortable. Mm-hmm. If you haven't noticed, I've never worn a tie since I worked here. <laughs> I wear That's skinny pretty jeans. Awesome, though. I yeah. wear band shirts. Like <laughs> the fact that our union allows us to have like no formalized dress code is fantastic. Um, but like there are other folks who don't have that mm-hmm. freedom, and I get that. And mm-hmm. eventually, like when I take John Silveria's job, um, maybe <laughs> maybe got into existence. <laughs> I told him like day two that yeah. I'll have his job in like ten years. But um, there you go. speak it into existence. Yeah, know. exactly. Like no, my my big goal one day is to be a dean of students. Like I want that. That is like that's an awesome. That's goal, the then. energy yeah. I'm putting into the world, and I think like I can achieve that. And I think I this can be like the landmark time I say it. Like I want to be that here. Mm-hmm. Like eventually. Eventually, I want to do that here um, because I, I've loved and thrived in this environment and I want to support students in that in that space. And if that means someday eventually putting on the tie, I'll put it on. But for other folks, it's just it honestly does come back to knowing what you're comfortable with compromising and not compromising on and knowing what you're comfortable doing day in and day out because your job becomes a big part of your life. And so if you uh, if you cannot see yourself physically in that space consistently, you might not be able to do that yeah. job. If that job, if you feel like when you meet people, you're not getting like a good earnest response from folks or people are feeling a little bit fake, yeah. there's probably there's probably truth to that feeling. Yeah. Like follow your gut, follow your instincts, follow your heart. Yeah. Um, and it always feels weird telling that to a group of management students because like a lot of them kind of like will stare back at me with like blank faces. But yeah. after the talk, like four or five will come up and be like, I needed to hear that. Yeah. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm really glad that I could actually like facilitate that then because some folks just have never been told to just trust yourself a lot of folks have just been told you get this job or you are basically a failure in my eyes like there are lots of families and a lot of cultures that feel that way yeah and so it's important for me to share like a different perspective on like honestly if this isn't the right degree for you if this isn't even the right major for you like yeah do something else. Yeah. Like do something that's really going to give you joy. Uh-huh. I've actively talked many students into changing their degrees mm-hmm. or even dropping out for a little bit. Like whatever. <laughs> you know, all of that's okay. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if that's what's, what you need, you know. Yeah. What's then. best for their mental health? Like I'm mm-hmm. willing to help um, any student navigate what's going to be best for them. Mm-hmm. If that's trying to get a job or if that's trying to like take a break from. Mm-hmm. Um, school for a little bit. Yeah, I probably should have taken a break at some point, but I just didn't because I felt like I would never go yeah. back. That's exactly how I've been. I've felt that pressure where it's like I, everyone tells you like, don't take a gap year, don't take a semester off, just mm-hmm. just fly through four years straight, all mm-hmm. that. And I that's took such six, a right. But so. but even and no that, and I, I'd love to hear that because it's like I see you in a successful position, and so it's like. It, you know, I, I am going to finish in four years now, but looking back on it, like I totally could have allowed myself mm-hmm. a semester or even just like a part time semester, just some some sort of like relaxation time to, to get my mind straight. And so I could approach school like with a bit more energy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I just push myself through, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's nice to hear because like now I yeah. look at grad school and I'm like, I don't have to 
fly through it. Maybe I'll take some time. Maybe I won't. You know, I maybe I'll go for a job a gap instead. Year before grad school. Yeah, a lot. That's interesting because a lot of people that I've been, I've asked for advice from, um, say the opposite, and it's nice to hear that because I do see a lot of successful people that tell me not to, yet they did. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what do oh, you I mean? Do. <laughs> what do you mean? During my gap year before going to graduate school, I trained to be a professional wrestler. I, that is pretty I, I tried to I tried to be a tattoo artist, but that <laughs> failed. <laughs> I worked at a rental car place, and I was a bartender. During my all during trying my gap all year, these different wow. just trying all yeah. those different things. Yeah, I, I was a bartender cool. while that's getting cool sober. <laughs> See that that's, that's like a that's metaphoric a thing right there. Yeah. You're, you're holding what had power over you once and saying I don't want to give it. You know, yes. that's, that's nice. I've never looked at it that way. That's nice. That's oh, from like a shit. movie. What movie is that? When he puts the cigarette in his mouth and he's like, oh, it's a metaphor because he has cancer, um, but he doesn't light uh, it. You know what I'm talking about? The, the fault in our stars. Yes, dude. The, oh. Yes, the fault in our stars. <laughs> it's like a. Kind of like love, love, like lovey dovey movie. Interesting. Yeah, but that's the way you can look at things like that. It's like you literally are holding what once had something over you, and you have that over it now. It's yeah. kind of nice. It's like taking that back, you know. Wow, that's yeah. cool. That's super powerful. Yeah. No, I dig that. I've never looked at it that way. Dang, <laughs> I just, I just, I just brought a moment. We just, we just of, blew some enlightenment. Mind. I think that's, that's a highlight. I've been enlightened. <laughs> All right, we're slowly running out of time, but before we end off this podcast, again, thank you so much. Chris. Yeah, this was oh, awesome. Of course. Quite a conversation. Sharing so fun. Yeah, we really Quite a conversation. It. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have some more time later on to bring you back in and just talk yeah. more about experiences like this, but other topics as well, because yeah. I think it's really important for students to know that it is important for them to check in with themselves and check in with other people about their mental health and make sure they're on top of that, because once you have that down, I feel like everything else falls into place. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, you know what's best for yourself and you know what to do for yourself once you have that in Develop mind. good coping skills yeah. and um, learn what brings you joy because those are the things that are going to get you through. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. One last thing. Where can we find you on campus? Um, we... I am in Campus Center 3007, um, which is just in the back of the student center suites. Uh, it is always loud there. Uh, <laughs> and I don't get a moment of peace unless it's the first thing in the morning, <laughs> which is fine. It's totally fine. Uh, I, I know that folks are are having a lot of fun, and I try to engage in a lot of that fun too. And Good. I think that that's why yeah. they put me there. Yeah. So, because um, I'm a, a professional that can handle it. So yeah. I know that Bob Cole used to be back there, and Bob Cole was just like always kind of like I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever had the pleasure. Yeah, Bob, Bob was that, great. That. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But awesome. Nice. All right. Thank you so much again. And again, check us out on Instagram, uh, UMB Podcast. Uh, tune in next time. Thank you. Adios. Bye.